Hello, and welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael, and this is Faye Deadlands, episode number six, The Searchers of the Barn. In our previous episode, our characters had finally made it through the Desert Challenge and came out on the other side near a sort of farm ranch house. There we found three young boys that were being attacked by what we later were calling the Desert Thing, which was a sarlacc pit-like creature near a watering hole. The young boys were being attacked, and our characters somewhat reluctantly got involved and were able to save two of the young men. The third died by the creature's hands. Uh, Uninjured, the other one pretty badly injured, to the farmhouse to find that this was the family of one of the boys who uh, was wanting to run away but didn't quite make it. There we met the family, and we knew... Something just didn't quite seem right about this homestead, but uh, after having gone through the desert, we really didn't care that much. And that's pretty much where we left off, is with uh, Lizzie starting to take care of the young boy that was injured. So we're going to pick up this episode pretty much right where that one left off. Uh, We are still, I believe, outside of the farmhouse and making arrangements to spend the night and get some rest and in exchange for rest and food. We agree that we will help them make some necessary repairs to their farmstead and to their fence line. So here is the campaign's Fay Deadlands, episode number six, The Searchers of the Barn. All right, everybody, welcome back to our game of Deadlands Fate. Um, it is wonderful to get back in the saddle with you guys. So let's go ahead and do a quick uh, recap on everything. We are playing this game in Roll20.net using the Google Hangout plugin, and uh, we've got a couple macros built into there. Uh, everyone's got their own uh, their own characters. So I am Porter, I'm the GM for this game, and let's go ahead and run around the uh, character reminders. So Caleb, go ahead. I have Jonah Augustus. High concept is a gentleman bounty hunter, but the trouble that plagues him is that he is a city slicker, and he is quite out of his element in the wild west of Deadlands. He used to be a scout in the army, and he's very good at predicting what people would do, but he has a troubled past and blames God for many things and has brought that out into the adventure with him. So this is Michael, and I am playing Sebastian Kane. My high concept is that I'm a silver-tongued rascal, and uh, my trouble is that I was framed in Kansas City by the Wichita Witches, and for that reason I owe them. Uh, beyond that, uh, I have a bounty on my head, which is why Jonah puts up with me, or, and uh, I'm worth more alive than dead, and I'm also faster than the other guy. And I'm Scott. I'm playing Tetebiacte Martin Maldonado de Jesus. I am a tribalist Jesuit mystic, and my trouble is the specter of those I failed pursue me. All right, so a quick recap of where what, we were, what was going on last time. Uh, our heroes emerged from the desert and uh, saw in the distance a ranch house and a uh, road and and a watering hole. They came up to the watering hole and uh, actually found three young men getting attacked by a, uh, for all intents and purposes, a, a sarlacc pit, a small sarlacc pit in the in the desert. Um, and uh, one of those young men died. His name was Nelson, and one of the young men was injured. His name is Steve. And the other young man was not injured, and he is Eric. And he lives in the ranch house with his older, hot western lady uh, sister Lizzie, uh, who is uh, who lives there with her with uh, her several gaggle of brothers. Um, Samuel, who's the oldest brother, kind of seems the the man with the plan. Jared, who's the big giant quiet one, kind of confrontational. And then uh, Eric, uh, who's the youngest brother, and then Lizzie's daughter Annie. 
So uh, the so you those are the the family that you guys have met so far. Uh, you took Eric and Steve back to the house to get Steve medically treated by Lizzie because he's in really bad shape. His leg was just ripped apart by the by the sarlacc pit thingy, and <laughs> you found out that Eric and Steve were planning to run away. But uh, and he doesn't want to let his family know that. Um, you guys covered up for him. Uh, make him tried to make him look like a little bit of a hero, but he's a lousy liar anyway. And uh, we 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 ended with uh, Lizzie had taken uh, Steve upstairs to for treatment. Sebastian had put on a put on a few slick moves on Lizzie a little bit, left her to uh, care for the boy. And uh, we'd had a little bit of a conversation with Jared and Samuel out in the front yard about sticking around for a day, doing some work on the farm, and uh, they'll. They'll give you a, a warm, warm, safe place to, to rest, recover a little bit, and uh, feed you. And then you can head on your way. Uh, and a rest is sorely needed because everyone is still pretty beat up from the, uh, the series in the desert. So uh, Jonah's got an injured shoulder uh, uh, as a consequence. Martine is still exhausted uh, as a minor consequence, and Sebastian is saddle sore, so he can't spend any more time on a horse on a horseback. By the way, you have two horses with you, so that's kind of a quick recap of where we left off last time. And uh, uh, rather, uh, so we we just wrapped up that conversation in the front. No one's fate points should have refreshed from last time because we we've still really carried on the same. We're in the same episode, if you will. We're gonna stay on that same. We're gonna stay in the same refresh cycle, and everyone is uh, the 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 front yard has cleared out. Samuel and uh, Jared sent Eric uh, off to uh, to get to work. It's uh, twilight or uh, early. You know, night is not yet here, but it's approaching, and uh, so the the sun is starting to slowly set in the west. So the sky is getting really bright red, pretty. It's a uh, very peaceful. Out here, and you guys can see for you guys can see a nice scope of the, of the uh, of the, the land. Uh, Samuel and Jared both uh, kind of walked off, and right before we left, uh, right before we ended last time, you saw a young girl peering over the uh, the edge of the porch with a, a scared look in her eye, and then she darted away, and that is where we ended. So you guys still have a bit of evening ahead of you. There's no immediate expectation of anyone doing any work tonight and uh, you're you are the three of you are out in the front porch and what would you like to do next well I'm gonna follow the advice of Saint Cronin of Roscrea and uh, enjoy the time of the long shadows the desert evening that my people enjoy so much walk about so uh, what what so pacing around the property what what is or what 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 does that look like for Martine? Um, as as I recall, uh, there there was one specific direction that I wanted to pace, which was toward the barn where the uh, one disgruntled youngster was uh, sent off to do some sort of labor. I'm I'm intrigued to find out what it is that he was, as I recall, milking. Um, Bessie, I think, was the name. Yes, and yes, and. Uh, some 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 niggling part in my mind believes that uh, Bessie may not be of this world, uh, you know, some some sort of uh, legacy from the Huya Anya, and so I would like to casually stroll around the the property and at some point end up near there so I can check out Bessie's exoskeleton. All right, so you uh, uh, you make some you make a few, uh, some pacing around the yard. That we're gonna let that take a few minutes, and so is anyone doing anything that's a little more immediate than, say, the next ten minutes? Well, the only thing I wanted to do, uh, as I think I mentioned last time, uh, Sebastian has no plans on working tomorrow at all. So I'm gonna start laying the groundwork now that I'm a little worse off than I was. So you know, maybe wince a little bit as I move, and just sort of start you know, play acting a little bit, trying to get some sympathy from Lizzie so that tomorrow when I don't feel well and I can't go with the rest of the boys to fix the fence, it, I'm laying the groundwork for that. 
Sebastian does have some pretty some pretty raw skin and sores on his ass, you know. I mean, yeah, I'm, I want to downplay that. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to fake something else. I want to try to, I'm gonna tough that out because I don't want her to know that I'm saddle sore because that's kind of a, a wimpy thing. But I'm gonna make it look like I got, may, you know, I may have a cracked rib or two, or you know, my, my shoulders a little banged up. That's not a good way to win over the cow chick is having her check your saddle sores, is it? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to downplay that and, and upplay some, uh, some fake injuries to get some sympathy. And then again, lay the groundwork for that tomorrow. I'm not going to be going out with them. And then at some point I'd like to try to get Lizzie on the front porch with like a cup of coffee and watch the sunset together. You see, Lizzie, well, it's, it's, it's a common misunderstanding. These, these, these are the kind of injuries you traditionally get when wrestling bears. <laughs> so in that in that case so uh, you so you uh, head on up to the she's still up in the room where Steve was being treated um she'd grabbed a few a, a few supplies from a closet very quickly and uh and then disappeared into the bedroom and or had been in the bedroom shooed you out and you haven't seen her since so you know she's in there safe to assume you knock on the door well no if, if she's still up there I'll let her I'll let her do her thing okay. uh, but I, like when she comes back down you know, like I might rise like a gentleman does when she enters the room and like, uh, mm. you know, kind of grab my, uh, my my side as I do it and that kind of thing. So are you hanging out on the porch or in like the little reception room or? If she's upstairs, I'll hang out on the porch. Cool. And just watch the sunset. All right. So Sebastian is hanging on the porch. All right. Um, Caleb, what is, uh, what is uh, Augustus? <laughs> or what is Jonah? Sorry. What's Jonah doing? Jonah is going to also stay on the porch. Okay. Mostly because he's beat to hell. Yes, he is. But also because I still want to keep an eye on Sebastian over there. That's probably a good idea. You actually, and you have a very legit injury. You, yeah. you had a chupacabra take a bite out of your arm. Hey, I led those monsters away, and I saved his life. Well, I feel like right, there should be did. some trust going on. Uh, I'm trying not to complain too much about it, but it does hurt a bit. <laughs> um that's a, i that's right i forgot where you got that um all right so cool so you guys are hanging out on the front porch um and uh any any uh witty banter of of uh of note that's worth screen time i don't know i, I think jonah at this point would be uh rather quiet and pensive unless sebastian starts to mouth off now, I probably would give you some shit about your shoulder, and then I would sort of gingerly try to adjust myself so that I'm not sitting directly on my ass. But but I try to make it look like I'm just trying to get like in a cool position, but I'm actually trying not to sit on my butt. At at one point, Jonah would get up to stretch and uh, accidentally kick your chair. <laughs> oh, well. Sorry, Sebastian. Didn't didn't mean to rally up there. But that might happen more than once. All right. And as as I fall, I will accidentally grab your shoulder oh. uh, for support to try to keep myself from falling. Well, and now we're in a Three Stooges episode. I was going to say, I'm loving it. All right. So, so uh, Martine, you're walking around. Um, you're walking around the place and. Uh, it, it it seemed it definitely looks like a it looks like a ranch like you see the trappings of wide grazing land uh, you do see a few horses about um, there's a lot of, there's def, you, there's a very clear fence line and you can see why they need some help repairing it's pretty extensive there's just a law lo- a lot of fence line that so, they so uh, it's a very believable fake ranch I see. <laughs> It's a very believable ranch, yes, and uh, but there is there, it, there definitely is a lot of of uh, linear footage there of, of fence that they they could it, it's not falling down, but it could use some love, and uh, so yeah, the, you could it's it's quite understandable why they're asking for some assistance. Um, you can't see you can see the road kind of stretching off in the distance, leading towards. Uh, Leading towards potential Arizona, but you can't see potential Arizona from here, so it's at least that far away. Hmm. Um, and one thing that you do notice is uh, you do see a few horses around, Scott, but 
you don't see any other livestock. <laughs> so you don't see... Um, however, as you're walking around, you do see some... Uh, you do see some cow prints, and you do see some occasional, like, cow pies. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so you so it could be that the cattle are just out around the next bend on the range doing what cattle, cattle do. Cattle could be outranging. It's not uncommon at all. But you're not seeing them immediately in the vicinity. Okay. So I'll continue um, my walkabout. Cool. So as you come about to the uh, to the barn, inside the barn you see um, you see Eric, and he is hard at work uh, moving hay bales. And in the uh, the barn there's several stalls. All of them are empty except for one with a cow. Hmm. Nice to meet you. Nice. To, uh, well, welcome to Bessie. I'll, I'll, I'll saunter in and, and say, Oh, Eric, how goes he, your labor? He grunts as he, as he tosses a, uh, uh, a hay bale up. I'm fine. Just, just, just fine. And he kicks a hay bale and then tosses it up on the, on the stack. You seem ill at ease, my son. Would, would you like to lighten your burdens? He kind of looks at you for a minute like, what the hell? And then tosses another hay bale, another hay bale up, and he's, it's just, I was, I was getting away, and now, now I'm stuck. And he, go, he grabs another hay bale. If your true desire is to wander this world, I, I cannot blame you, my son. That's my own drive as well. We may be able to take you with us when we leave. He kind of that 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 gets him to stop. He, so you keep mentioning this wandering thing. You you said that a couple times. What do you mean? Why? Oh, I um, I look a little uh, defensive for 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 a moment. Eyes shift around. I, Don't I, you have a home? I I had a home once. Um, and unfortunately, my my tribe is is uh, since passed. They were uh, wiped out. And so now I, I wander from place to place. What happened? Oh, that, that, that's a long story, my son, and I'd be glad to tell you on the road. I'd, I'd hate to... Well, and then I notice that I'm in fact distracting him from the work that he really wants to be distracted from. I sigh to myself heavily. I sit down on a hay bale, and I begin telling him this story. <laughs> he, 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 uh, he plunks down on a... He plunks down on a hay bale himself and uh, is is wrapped uh, is is wrapped attention. Hmm. Well, the story is is uh, long and winding. It has to do of with Saint Marconi of Thoni, who had led my tr people to the eastern coast of Mexico, where we were met by the Mexican army, and through. Wait, you're a, from Mexico? A, well, yes, my son. I I uh, my my people originally hail from there, though we we are not. Uh, Descended directly from the Spaniard uh, visitors, we we have uh, quite a bit of of common ancestry with with your own natives here. Hmm. But uh, but yes, and unfortunately, the the Mexican army uh, believed my tribe, who had all uh, huddled into a church for protection. They believed that we were trying to escape, and so the cannon that they trained on the church were fired, and uh, there were very few, if any, survivors. I was the uh, only one, to my knowledge, to make it out. And so from that day forward, I've wandered. And, um, of course, the, the, the saddest part, uh, I, I say at the end of my longer story with some more gruesome details that weren't covered <laughs> here, the, the, the saddest part is that the, the lost souls uh, wander. You see, the, the pain of separation from a loved one should not be spoken of with tears, uh, but unfortunately, I, I can't help myself. I, I often will be sad or weep for my tribe. And um, this has caused their spirits to lose course and become eternal wanderers themselves, lonely and aimless. This is the Yaki tribal version of hell. And I've condemned my tribe to this by mourning them openly and publicly. And now as they wander this world, they haunt me. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Just wide eyes, like, oh my gosh. Um, so, I don't know what I expected. For too many days here, uh, I won't um, 
trespass on your hospitality for too long, lest they find me here. But uh, you are more than welcome to join me and my companions in our wandering. Well, so what's it like not having a home? I've never not had a home. I've always, I've always had this place to be, well, my place. Well, and if it weren't your place, it would just be another place. We all have homes. The home is where you make it, a, a place that you have an emotional connection to. As the dog and the fox have taught us, the, the, the wandering mongrel is at home anywhere he wanders, whereas the burrowing fox is, is home only in one place. It's very liberating. So home is where you make it? <laughs> yes, that, that's an apt expression, too, yes. That's the first thing you've said that I understood. <laughs> By Saint Isidore the Simple, son, you might be catching on. <laughs> he kind of smiles. He stands up and he starts hawking another hay bale and he walks over and pets Be uh, Bessie on the nose. And you notice uh, behind him is a door uh, at the rear of the barn with a uh, padlock on it. And he goes back and uh, starts... Hucking the hay bales back up on their pile, he see he seems to be he he's smiling. He's he's renewed. Your your story actually did some good for him. Hmm. Good. Delightful. I'll um go up and and give Bessie a, a good old delicate pat, and uh, idly glance at the corner of my eyes, <laughs> past the bovine toward the lock. Is this a new lock? A shiny lock? An old worn lock? Um, it's used. It's not like ancient. It's not brand new. It's it's been there. It's it's uh, it's definitely a weathered and, you know. Now now then, the, like it belongs there. It it yes, it belongs there. So so, the the hay and straw in front of the door and the the layer of dust that is in all of these uh, wooden barns with a lot of hay dust right around sure. the door is 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 this a frequently opened door? It look it looks like it's a door that sees use. Like you can tell just by looking at the the lock and the the bit of hinges and the space around the door that it's it's that it get it's been opened in like semi recent times uh probably not in the last couple days hmm. so but it's not like it's been sitting there locked for years months. or anything all right interesting yeah. and it, and the and the piles of hay bales aren't in front of the door they're just kind of behind when i said behind i meant like beyond where he's working so like there's nothing actively preventing anyone from getting in that door if they had the key to the padlock. All right. I'll, I'll turn back to my uh, newfound friend, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I'll say, I, I was going to continue my walk, but if you'd prefer some verse from the Bible to accompany your work, I'd be more than happy to read to you. He, he, uh, he stops again and smiles, and, you know, I think I'd like that. Right. Sure, sure, why don't you, holy man? Well, I opened the first up. time he's ever called you a holy man, and he kind of seems to kind of <laughs> like the taste in his mouth. I I crack I crack open some good old Leviticus, and and we get started. <laughs> nice, Jonah and Sebastian back on the porch. You guys are uh, just kind of hanging out for a little while, and uh, uh, Jonah, you actually see just from where you're sitting, you have a different view. You see it. There's kind of a tree around the. Uh, the corner of the house. If you're facing the house around the right-hand side, um, there's a there's a tree kind of down that way. That uh, big old large, maybe an apple. I think it's probably more like something of like an apple tree. Um, been really been well cared for. And uh, but you see that same little girl from before. You see her come scampering around from behind the back of the house. Um, well, scamper is a strong word. She kind of saunters up to the tree, climbs up the tree, and perches up in its branches. And uh, about that, uh, a moment after that, you guys hear steps coming from the inside, and Lizzie comes on out from, uh, she comes down the stairs uh, that led, uh, comes down from the stairs, and then comes out through the front door, and uh, comes out. She's wiping her hands off on her, uh, uh, on her apron, and uh, she comes out and sees the two of you there on the porch. She says, "Well." You guys make yourselves, you fellas make yourselves at home. So as I see her come out, I'll, you know, again, do the gentlemanly thing where I would, I'll stand as she enters. And again, I'll play up the, the, the wound some way, 
tightening of the chest, that type of thing, and take off my hat and kind of <laughs> all shucks it a little bit as I turn it in my hand, and then I'll give her some kind of compliment about the the, the home that she's made is is so inviting. We had no choice but to make ourselves at home here. She chuckles and uh, comes out and sits down on the there's a there's a little rocking chair, and uh, she she plops herself down in the rocking chair and uh, looks up. She hasn't heard your guys' whole story about. What brought you here? Uh, you guys, you guys told it to Samuel and Jared, but uh, she doesn't really kind of. She has no idea what you guys are doing here. So she, she kind of sits down and says, "So, you guys are. I'm gonna hazard a guess and say, y'all are a long ways from home, ain't you?" Yes, ma'am, we are. I, I would like to ask about uh, young Steve. Is he going to be okay? That's a. That's an interesting question. It, it's it's worse than I thought when he first got here. That that's not just a that's not just a broken leg. There's there's some serious internal injury, and I've done done what I can for him. Luckily, I, I do have uh, I do have a, a lot of supplies here. We we get ranch life's hard, and it's not uncommon for people to get hurt. So I'm well equipped, but that's a pretty bad that's a pretty bad wound he's got there. So I've I've sedated him. But uh, we'll have to we'll have to keep a close eye on him through the next day or two, and hopefully everything comes out right. He's a he's a good boy. He's been a good friend to Eric for many years, and I know his mom. She's a sweet old she's a sweet lady, and uh, I know she'd be she'd be right upset with me if if uh, he didn't make it home. I would understand that if if you would like, I could speak to our holy man. I know sometimes he whispers to his ancestors he might be able to assist you in that boy's recovery. I know he sleeps standing up and all, but he's actually an all right feller. <laughs> oh, he she she uh, she looks a little pensive for a moment. I'm not quite sure if she should trust the offer, but she yeah. That, that, Let's see how the next day or two goes. I'm, I may take you up on that. At the very least, uh, I, I'm assuming you'll all be head back to potential. And could I maybe send a message with you, if nothing else? I'd be happy to take a message for you, ma'am. So is that where you're? Is that where you're from? You all come from potential? Or you uh, you come via somewhere else through there? Our ways to, to this point are inconsequential. We we each came our own way, but I'm a man who just lives in the moment. And right now, I'm just here enjoying this beautiful sunset with some great company. Oh, you're sweet. Go ahead and uh, go ahead. And give me a a social role with a what approach? What what approach? I, I'm feeling cle- I'm feeling clever. Yeah, I would say um, or flashy. You're being pretty overt, but it's sharp. Sneaky. If you're trying to sneak into her pants, I would assume sneaky. <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe sneaky and social. Sneaky social. Um, All right, so there's a little more uh, manipulation here. All right, cool. That's fine. Yeah, and then I do get a plus four on that roll. Yes, you do. Go right ahead. That gives me a six. Well, she is. Uh, she seems very, very charmed, and uh, she uh, she starts she starts chatting with you uh, about you know this and that. Nothing of terrible consequence. You know, ranch life and. Bessie and brothers and something she is not since you succeeded with style on that role I'll give you an extra insight something she has not brought up is the girl no one has mentioned the girl yet uh, but you oh, she doesn't saw really her. exist she's yeah. a phantom that only we can see so Caleb um how how is uh how's Jonah dealing with is he is he just letting Sebastian talk is uh, what 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 he how's he doing what's he doing here Jonah would just let Sebastian run his mouth mostly so that Jonah doesn't have to deal with him for the time being but also in the hopes that he might actually coax some useful information out of her definitely the little girl caught his eye okay Jonah would pay attention to her without overtly making it clear that he's watching her. Okay, you can see her. She's kind of looking out. She doesn't seem to be looking at you. She's just sort of sitting forlornly up in the tree. Uh, her One of her legs is kind of dangling over a branch. Uh, if we're on the porch here, the tree is off to our right or our left? So uh, if you're 
looking at the house from the front. Mm-hmm. Around the right-hand side of the house, it's on the, the this tree is on the right-hand side. The barn is off to the left-hand side. Um, and the and the tree is fairly close to the right-hand side of the house. Like you couldn't make it from the branches to a window, but it's it's pretty close. And, and this this is a a massive old tree. It's not Yeah. It's been there for a while. Been there for a while. And as a matter of fact, there's a you see two ropes hanging from a fairly horizontal branch to make a rope that looks like they were there's a rope swing. In fact, you can see a a board kind of swing a uh, uh, swinging from the un, you know attached to a knot at the bottom of one of the ropes and it's not no longer attached to the other half. So it looks like there used to be a rope swing there, uh, but it's currently broken. No one's bothered fixing it. For the time being, Jonah would just keep an eye on the girl and pay attention to the conversation when there would be a lull or a point at which he could make a comment without being uh, interrupting or intrusive. Sure. would say, well, ma'am, if, uh, if you don't, if you pardon the curiosity, I'm from back east, and I have never seen nothing like what we just met out in the, in the wasteland there. Uh, is, that, is that normal for you all out here in the west? What, 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 what specifically are you talking about? Uh, well, when we, uh, shit, what was the story we said? We just met the boys. The monster, right? the, the 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 monster. Quick. Yeah, they know about the up. monster because yeah, the, the star, like, they said they okay. I wasn't sure. Around. I wasn't sure if you were actually referring to the pit or like the ter- the the harsh terrain. I wasn't quite sure what you were hmm. referring. To. You mean the, I was, the, I was the, the, the pit monster? Terrain? I just had to back up to remember our story. We said the monster attacked us, and the boy saved us, right? Yes, that was your that was right. your cover story, yeah. That was the elaborate ruse. That was the elaborate ruse. Well, no, ma'am, the, uh, that large tentacled thing out by the well that the boys uh, managed to pull us away from, that's... Oh, ooh, in all my, in yeah. all my time, I've been serving this great country. I've never seen anything like that. I wouldn't say those things are... They're they're common. We we usually just call them desert things. You, I've never. I don't think they exist outside the outside of the desert. But they, they're like a. Well, I don't really. I've never seen one out out of the ground. But I, I think there's some sort of like, pod blobby sort of thing that under the that moves around under the ground burrowing. They're not long enough to be a worm. They're more like a bulb, of a of a, like a. Like a turnip, but with teeth, and they've got those those tentacles and that big toothy mouth that opens. That op- it's like a like a circle. I don't know, like a sort of like a sucker almost. They're 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 sem- they're mobile. They move ar- they can move around through the ground. Then they set up. They sort of set up shop and wait for wait for things to come by. And I've seen them before. I've usually been able to just avoid them, and uh, I, I, I guess you know, I guess a city slicker like you wouldn't know what to look for, would you? That's that is God's truth, man. I we came out the desert, and I think that thing just took us completely unawares. Well, I'm sure glad I'm sure glad that Eric and Eric and Steve were there, and did oh my God, did did he say Nelson was there too? Was there a third boy? Yeah, I, I, I apologize. I thought you uh, you knew that. The, the, unfortunately, Nelson was not able to uh, to get back out after he risked his life saving us. Eric Eric said it, but I was so I was so worried about helping Stephen that oh my god, that's awful. Truly is. Truly is. I'll need to send a a letter to his ma too. Oh God! This is this is a bad day. Would you, uh, you boys, fancy a, a sip of whiskey? Um, before she quite gets to that point, I, I would kind of like reach over and put my hand on her hand and give her some comfort. She, 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 she accepts it. Then if she offers the whiskey, I'd say, "No, no, ma'am. I, I'm afraid I don't touch that stuff." But I, I would like a cup of coffee. She kind of, she kind of nods. I'll look over at Jonah. Jonah, would you like a cup of coffee too? I wouldn't mind a cup. Why don't you just sit there and Excellent. relax? 
why don't you? I was gonna say, why don't you go bring us three, <laughs> and I'll sit here with Lizzie. Sebastian, why don't you take a nice long seat and get comfortable? I know you've been on your feet a long time. Actually, actually, let me help you get comfortable. Joe will walk over, pat him on the shoulder, help, accidentally push him down into the chair a little bit. <laughs> fluff up that pillow for you, uh, friend. As I sit down and I wince uncontrollably, I'll quickly grab my ribs. Like, oh, <laughs> oh. oh my femur! I mean, I, 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 I I'm, I'm. I, I think uh, Caleb just compelled your um, Caleb. You want you want to you want to give him a fate point to make an ass of him in front of Lizzie. Yeah, I'll do it. All right, transfer one fate point from Caleb. Well, okay. So I guess do you accept? Does do, do you accept the compel? Yeah, yeah, I'll accept it. All right. So Caleb loses a fate point. Michael gains a fate point. Michael, when you sit down, she, uh, she, she, uh, you're you're not able to to cover up the uh, the uh, the rib thing at all, and she, it's very clear that your your uh, that your rear is the problem. And uh, she kind of she kind of smiles for a second. She goes, "Well, I'll be you. Uh, you might be a little saddle sore there, honey." <laughs> she just kind of she doesn't laugh. She just smiles. You know, man, with all the uh, with all the tragedy with young Nelson and and Steve being in such bad shape, I didn't want anyone to worry about my inconsequential pain. But now that you mention it, yeah, I actually am a little sore and tender, but uh, I'm sure I'll be fine by morning. Oh, that's sweet. She uh, she stands up. Jonah, how about you come help me with that coffee? I'd be my pleasure. <laughs> And uh, she leads you into the house uh, to to the kitchen. So you walk in through the front door, and to the left is a stairway headed up to a uh, to the second floor. Um, that's where they went up before, right? That's where they went up before. Yes. And then off to your right is uh, looks like a. Uh, oh, sorry. At the base of those stairs, off to the left, opens up to a is a uh, is a uh, reception room. So a little sitting room little, you know, some, some polite couches and that kind of thing, kind of the family room. Um, off to the right is uh, a dining room with a, with a table and chairs, pretty simple. Um, and then straight ahead leads to, a, uh, leads to the kitchen. And uh, in the kitchen, there's a little pass-through window where they can pass food from the kitchen over to the dining room without having to walk all the way around or, or through the hallway. Um, so they can just kind of hand food through the little window, and uh, presumably all the bedrooms are up on the second floor. It's a pretty, pretty decent little ranch house. Um, and uh, she leads you into the kitchen, and uh, uh, there's a little, uh, there's a wood burning stove in there that's just kind of uh, going at just a, at a basic warm level, and she uh, she asks. Uh, she asks you if you could help stoke if you could stoke up that fire while she uh, gets some stuff ready for the coffee. Absolutely, and uh, uh, I, I do that um, while we're getting that taken care of. <clears throat> Jonah will just very casually. I must say, ma'am, this is uh, quite a big piece of property y'all have here. Is it uh, just you and the boys taking care of everything? Yep, me and the boys. Well, there's there's J there's uh, Samuel, there's Jared, and uh, Samuel's the oldest. I'm next, and then Jared's the third, and uh, Eric's the youngest. There's actually two others. There's James and William, or Jim and Willie, but they uh, they're out ranging right now. They're twins. They're a little bit older than Eric. Those two were, you'll know when they get here, they're awful loud. And uh, then there, there is one more, my little girl, Annie. She's my, she's mine. And she just kind of keeps going on about her work. Jonah wouldn't push the matter beyond that. He would just help her out and carry a tray with the coffee or whatever she puts on it and gives him to do. Um, so yeah, she grinds, uh, she grind, while you're stoking the fire, she grinds some coffee beans real quick. 
in a hand in a quick hand grinder and uh, gets uh, uh, and gets some water ready. And uh, next thing you know, you guys got a some some uh, hot uh, hot tea tea kettle going. And any, anything else before the coffee's ready? Not from my end, I don't think. All right, so uh, she preps the three little uh, cups of coffee, and she, with one of them, she reaches up to a shelf, pulls out a uh, a bottle of whiskey, and says, "Hope you don't mind." As she pours a sh- pours a splash of whiskey into her her cup of coffee. You sure? It's been a long day. I think I'll I think I'll join you in that, ma'am. It has been a long day. <laughs> she smiles, gives you a splash, and she goes. What he doesn't know won't hurt him. She puts a splash in Sebastian's, too. <laughs> and uh, she puts the puts the bottle away and then brings out the three cups of coffee. And as you two come out through the front door, um, the front porch is empty. Sebastian is gone. So, Sebastian, where'd you go? <laughs> so I was just going to walk out and kind of just walk around the tree. I just want to be gone long enough to see if Jonah freaks out a little bit. Again, I want to I want to try to see let Lizzie see him get agitated. So I'm sort of calculated uh, how long I need to be gone, but then I'll I'll walk back up and you know come back on the porch. I just want him to have that split second where he thinks I'm gone. Sure. Well, actually, so as you're walking out under the tree, um, so you never saw the girl before uh but as you're walking out under the tree um you hear a little bit of scuffling up above you and uh and actually a a uh, a little doll falls down uh right kind of off to your side uh and uh looks like a little long-legged stuffed bunny all right so yeah i want to like you know sort of those gunslinger reflexes reach out and catch the bunny before it even hits the ground Ooh, sure why not all right, and then I'll turn and look up into the tree at the, at the young girl and be like, did, "Sweetie, did you drop this?" So as soon as you catch it, like the rustling up above freezes, and you look up and you see a little girl. She's uh, the little girl that you saw from earlier. Uh, she's blonde with uh, kind of thin thin hair down to about her shoulders, and she's in a uh, uh, a, a violet uh, a little violet dress, simple cotton fair, um, and she's uh, she's climbing up in some branches and she's uh it, it see you can kind of tell the way she froze that she when when she when you came walking underneath she tried to climb up higher and that's when she dropped the uh the uh, doll and you catching it she froze so she still hasn't moved she's kind of looking at you with big eyes all right so kind of sensing that uh, i i'll treat the bunny with like utmost respect like you know make sure it's okay maybe even do a little play acting like you know are you okay and then I'll set the set the bunny down just very gently and like in a sitting up position, and then I'll I'll turn and walk away. I won't I won't confront her. Oh, so you just leave it at the on the, at the base of the tree? Yeah. Oh, okay. So as you're as you're kind of walking away back, uh, are you headed back towards the front or back to or back around the back of the house? Um, I, I guess I'll go all the way around the house. I'll come back around from the other side. So as you start walking away, you hear more rustling, and then you hear her drop from the tree. Oh. And uh, she grabs the uh, uh, she grabs the uh, she grabs the doll. And do you just keep walking, or do you stop and turn around and look? Or I mean, yeah, you... if I if I hear her, you know drop out of the tree, I'll I'll turn around, but I won't walk back towards her, and I'll just be like, uh, "Hi, sweetie, what's your name?" So yeah, she she drops the ground. This time she she's kind of holding the doll. She's still standing by the tree. She looks at you, and she uh, she kind of looks down at her feet, and um, then looks back up and. My name's Annie. Well, Annie, my name is Sebastian. Pleased to meet your company. And who is that friend you have with you? Sebastian? That's right. What was that? Sebastian. Sebastian. Nice to meet you. And who's your friend? Sally. Very nice to meet Sally as well. She fell. She kind of just nods and she just kind of holds she kind of holds out the little she kind of holds it out and holds the hand and does a little handshake with you i will i will play along um and just uh chatter up a little bit if i can you know talk about the buddy about her hair i just want to try to you know get in good with the kid it'll help later when you I'm... playing along makes her smile big okay big toothy grin in fact you you you're placing her at uh right about eight years old She's missing. 
She's missing her two front teeth. She's right at that age. Gotcha. I'll just talk to her a little bit more about, you know, it must be kind of lonely out here with all these brothers, uh, you know, what does she do for fun? That type of thing. And just try to mm-hmm. try to try to again, con- continue to build a relationship with her. Um, sure. She tells you boys are smelly. Yes, they are. And they only get smellier as they get older. She kind of wrinkles her nose up at that. And that guy who's on the, on the porch right now, he's a really smelly guy. She kind of, she kind of looks back. She smiles at you and kind of giggles. You want to show me around? She, she nods and, uh, uh, takes her hand and kind of leads you around the back of the house. Excellent. She doesn't. She's not, she's not talking a lot, but she points out like interesting things, like the 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 uh, the, res, the the cistern they have up on. They've got a a big water cistern that's up on some tall legs, where uh, they uh, store their where they keep their water storage. Uh, you know, various various you know tools that are out the wa- There's a wagon with a uh, a bad wheel. There's a good wagon that to you know probably replace that one. They'll yeah. You know. So anyway, so yeah, she's pointing stuff out. Um, and uh, as you're walking around, you um you see uh, Jared actually carrying a big old uh, fence post out, and he kind of stops and sees you two walk sees you walking with her, and he stops. Is so it's just a big old. Like a four, it's a four by four. He's basically got a big old giant four by four that just rough cut, um, slung over his shoulder. And uh, he goes, "Hey, what you doing?" I'm getting uh, the tour from Sally. He kind of scowls, just kind of get. She when when he when he he's scowling at her, not at you. And she just kind of she doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything. She just kind of shrinks into your side. I'll kind of go. What's that, Sally? Oh, I'm sure he's harmless. And then keep walking. She 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 kind of squeezes your hand and uh, walks with you. And Jared just kind of keeps scowling for a second after you keep walking, and then moves on. As you do that, she uh, she kind of looks up at you and smiles, and she's like, "You're funny." I have my moments. You shouldn't make fun of Jared. But it's so easy. <laughs> he's. He's really strong. He looks like he's a pretty big hoss, but uh, I'm fast. She 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 squeezes your hand again. Awesome. So I'll continue holding her hand, and we'll make our way back to the porch. Uh, me with a uh, little Annie in tow, uh, just laughing and giggling uh, as we walk up. So uh, Jonah, you come out to the porch, and Sebastian's gone. Does that worry you? Does it not? Lizzie walked out with me, right? She sure did. Yeah, we both walked out together. Hmm. I wonder where that rascal went to. Couldn't have gotten too far with those injuries he has. So what's the deal with you two anyway? How? Why are you, uh... The three you don't exactly match. That's true. That's true. Well, Sebastian has uh, a very important, uh, important appointment back east... And it's my job to make sure he gets there on time. Bit of a bit of a bodyguard, you might say. The holy she man. Laughs. A bodyguard? A bodyguard? What is he? President of the United States or something? Not that I'm aware of, but I'm sure he could talk his way into it if he tried. <laughs> the holy man we we met on the train that was head uh, headed home, and uh, one thing led to another, and we ended up uh, walking out through the desert to here. Wait. Through the, I thought, I thought y'all lot came from potential. Uh, not exactly. We were on the train that was headed to, well, man, we were, uh, ultimately we want to get back out east of Boston. Uh, we were on the train, we're going to head there by way of Kansas City, but, uh, something, something happened with the train and we had to end up uh, making our way on foot. Wow. That's a, uh, that's quite the jaunt. Uh, it truly is. She notices uh, as as you're kind of taking a sip of your coffee. She's like, "You hurt that shoulder there?" Uh, little bit, little bit. Uh, one of those, some sort of creature out in the desert, got uh, got a drop on me and took a chunk out of it. Good lord, you boys are in a sa- you boys are in a sorry state. You've been through a lot. 
It's true. I have a feeling there's a lot more to go, too. Isn't there always? She takes another sip of her whiskeyed coffee. Um, all right, well, since you don't seem to... Since I, I, I wanted to check to see if you were going to do anything dramatic at uh, Sebastian's <laughs> absence. It, it doesn't seem like that's the case, so if that... The only thing I would do would be actually walk down the porch steps. Okay. So I'd be maybe five or ten paces out in front of the house. Sure. At, slowly as we're talking. Kind of just like I'm pacing, I'm stretching my legs. Yeah. Mostly so I could get a, like a wide left and right view of the house. So I could see if I, I saw him moving in one direction or the other. Or get a better idea of of where he might be coming from. Yeah, so at this point, since he's back, at this moment, he's walking around behind the house, you don't see him, uh, but you do notice that the girl is no longer up in the tree. Off in the distance, you see, uh, you see Jared walking with the big giant two-by-four off to his work, uh, or carrying it somewhere. And then, right about that moment, um, uh, Sebastian and Annie come walking around the other corner, the, the left corner of the house. And, uh, Jonah waves at Sebastian. We were waiting for you. Just like uh, a desert thing, huh? Indeed. <laughs> uh, Lizzie, uh, Lizzie kind of points at the at the little uh, patio table or the little porch table and your cup of coffee. Got a got a drink for you. Oh, that's so kind. I I've been here visiting with your uh, your younger sister. Well, uh, she laughs. No, nah, no. Nah. Eric's the youngest of the family. Annie there, she, uh, Annie there's mine, and she gives, she gives Annie a little, little squeeze. Well, she's lovely, you should be proud. She looks down at her, yeah, me and her pa did pretty good, didn't we? And, uh, Annie just kind of, kind of awkwardly, taking compliment awkwardly as little kids do, and, uh, at that, at that moment, uh, uh you guys hear a, uh, a bit of a, a moan coming from upstairs, and Lizzie looks up at the window and goes, "Oh dear, I think maybe the pain meds are wearing are wearing off on him, or not enough." <sighs> Forgive me if you if you boys will excuse me. I I, I need to go t need to go check in on Stephen. Oh, of, of course. Thank you so much for the coffee, and I'll take a sip. There, you definitely noticed the whiskey. All right, I'm going to assume this means because she's into me, and um. That you know, she's trying to help get my libido loosened up. So I'll be like, "Oh, there you go. I got it. We're on the same page now." <laughs> so um, after she leaves, uh, she she heads back into the house. Annie kind of looks up at you. What's wrong with Stephen? Stephen got hurt, but he'll be fine. He uh, he saved my life today. He's a hero. Is he hurt bad? Not too bad. I think your mom will take care of him. Won't you run up and check on him? Make sure he's okay. Let him know you care about him. She kind of she kind of nods. She's like, "That's a good idea." She goes running up. She goes running into the house. All right, I want to wait like three beats, and then I'm gonna look over at Jonah and go, "We need to watch out for Jared. That dude's a monster." Yeah, saw him. Uh, saw him carrying that half a tree over there. Not only that, but I don't think uh, Annie cares for him. She's uh, she's scared of him. So I think uh, I think his temper might be a bit much. We should walk softly. Hmm. Was she up in that tree? Yeah. Uh, noticed her when we first came up. She looked terrified of something. Yeah, she's a bit skittish. Have you seen uh, Titty Butts? <laughs> no, I, uh, I think he fell off in the barn with that youngster. Well, we might want to go check on him. I'm not, not too comfortable him being out by himself right now. Yeah. Can't, uh, can't really argue with you. I don't know if it's just the desert making me skittish, but I just got a bad feeling about this place. So you guys head over to the barn? Yeah. All right. So uh, you guys come. You guys easily make it over, and uh, inside you've uh, you see Eric hauling uh, hay and bales. And Paul while... begat Stephen, and Stephen uh. begat Janet, and Janet begat Jane. <laughs> Jane died lonely and alone. Very sad. With many cats. Mr. Oh, Fluffy begat boy, Mr. Brady. Pumpkin. <laughs> I'm totally reminded of that song from Children of Eden. 
Beget, 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 beget of generations of Adam. Next Sorry, week, we the Academy, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, sorry. Carry on. So, uh, yeah, Martine, we just want to make sure that you are still okay. Oh, yes. The two of us in the good book are marvelous. How are you, gentlemen? Have you converted him to your tribe yet? <laughs> I uh, give him a knowing look because they missed the conversation about the tribe and say, no, I'm afraid that would be quite impossible. Close the Bible and stand up from the milking stool. It's uh, Eric shadows are guys kind of concerned. Is uh, is Lizzie taking care of uh, Stephen? Yeah, she's trying to. He was uh, he was moaning a bit there. I think the pain meds might be wearing off, but uh, but that's good because if he's he's making noise, he feels pain. That means he's still alive. He kind of gets a worried look in his eyes. Like I'm gonna go check on him, and he goes kind of dashing off to the house. So the three of you are alone there in the barn with the suspiciously locked door. Which I will gesture toward. I'll say, I, I expected some, some spirits whispered to me to suspect much more mystery in this barn than I've found. The only possibly suspicious portal that i found is a mere locked wooden door. What do you guys think? Well, isn't the greatest mystery not finding what you thought you'd find? So therefore you found a lot of mystery in the barn. I'm afraid the greatest mystery is God. But the second greatest mystery may be what you're saying, yes. <laughs> Bessie is Bessie's head is sticking right out of her little stall next to that door. She kind of looks at you guys because you're all looking. She thinks you're all looking at her. She looks at you guys. Moo. You just chewing cud. Chewing her. Yeah. <laughs> but right now she thinks y'all are looking at her. Yep, that's a cow. Uh-huh. Hmm. Well, I'm not uh. <clears throat> I'm not one who spent much time in a barn, but I wouldn't think there would normally be a padlocked door. Do you? I shrug. Can't say that I've ever been in a barn before. Well, it was a farmer's daughter, but I really didn't care much about the cow in that situation. You're only in it for the heifer. Also, cow, singular. Y yeah, it. I will remark that it's interesting that um, you know that the, the the cattle are out. Uh, Bessie's been left behind, but she seems in good health. I don't see any particular reason why she's been left behind. How big is this barn? Uh, pretty decent size. You can tell that up top, there, that up in the, uh, that there's a big uh, attic space above you, and that's probably where they, they do long-term storage of hay bales. That's pretty common. Are there a bunch of empty stalls? Yes, there's a good, there's a, a good, like, half dozen empty stalls. Well... Half dozen stalls, one cow. Um, if if I take a quick look or a walk down around those stalls, are there signs that there were other cattle there? Is there food? Is there shit? Water? You don't see any signs of any cattle being in there for a while, and in fact, in some of the stalls, there's some random store. Like they've actually started putting random storage in them. Hmm. The door that's locked, is this a, a person-sized door? Is this a big barn door? It's, it's not quite as large as the exterior, because the, the barn doors, on the exterior doors on a barn are like the two big slidey panel doors. Right. They're quite large. This is larger than that, like two, like, um, but it's about the size of two normal doors, human doors, side by side, about the same height, um, and it's a, it's a swing out door. Uh, I look at uh, look at the two guys with me. Something about this barn just doesn't make sense. I'll be honest, this whole place kind of gives me the willies. I'd like to know more. I'd also like to leave. Mm, I don't know. The, that, the, the call of a warm bed. I can put up with a lot for that, plus some food. Yeah, I'm not one to walk out this second. I'm a little bit worried that if we poke our nose where it doesn't belong, we're going to end up in a fight, or at least tossed out on our ass without aforementioned bed and food. Yeah, I say we just uh, play it quiet tonight, maybe uh, have a watch, not, not actually all three of us sleep at the same time just in case, and uh, cut out maybe pretty early tomorrow. Yeah, unless something happens, we definitely need to make our way out of here. 
All right, so we'll kind of take one last look around the barn, see if anything jumps out at us that says boo, or then I'm going to start heading back to the house. Okay. Nothing says boo, just Bessie saying moo. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, that uh, it, okay, cool. Um, so unless there is there anything anyone else anyone wants to do? Oh wait, sorry. So as you guys are heading back to the house after your little chat, Eric comes uh, comes running out. Well, not running, but storming out of the house, looking. Uh, looking pretty upset, and then he uh, he sees you guys and heads off the other direction and uh, kind of heads off towards the edge of the property. Okay. But he, he just went in to check on Steven a minute ago, right? He did. Hmm. And a couple minutes later, because you guys had a couple minutes of conversation over in the barn. Right. So. Huh. So. I wonder if he got the truth out of his brother. So Jared, as far as so Jared is still out uh, out about. Uh, you haven't seen Samuel in a while. Pretty sure he's not in the house right now. So probably just Lizzie, Annie, and uh, Eric there in the house. So uh, I'll approach Lizzie and ask how the boy is, if he's going to be okay. So when uh, as you come up to the house, um, Annie is just kind of uh, is coming out of the door with her. She's got her little uh, her doll Sally with her. Uh, she's not running, but um, she's got a kind of scared, sad look in her eye, and uh, she kind of uh, heads over. To, she she sees you guys coming and kind of scampers off the porch and headed heads over to her tree and climbs up the tree. I uh, get concerned for the poor boy's life, and I'll I'll uh, grab at my cross and say a silent prayer. So do we do we see Lil, uh, Lizzie now? Lizzie comes down uh, a little, uh, another little bit out behind Annie, and her arms are crossed, and she looks at she looks at y'all, and it's not looking so good. Is there anything we can do, ma'am? She looks at uh, she looks at Martine, and you could, you should, uh, you should say a prayer. I'd, I'd, I'd be glad to minister a prayer over the boy if you'd allow me. She uh. She kind of looks looks up over her shoulder back in the house and kind of looks out and yeah yeah why don't you why don't you come why don't you come on in all right I uh, grab my grab at my my Bible from my one hand and my medicine bag in my other hand and I head upstairs I will follow all right so she uh, she opens the door to the room slowly and uh, the boy is. Um, is in his bed and uh, he see he's uh, he seems to be kind of like out again, uh, but he's he's got kind of a feverish quality about him, um, and he's kind of rolling around just as he's asleep. She kind of her arms are kind of crossed across her chest. I gave him something, but uh, I don't know. This is gonna be rough. Oh dear! Oh dear! I'll, I'll stay um, close with him all night. I'm glad to hear that. I, I reach into my medicine bag and pull out a, a couple of herbs and start grinding them up into my hand as I uh, uh, chant a, a well-rehearsed prayer, muttered a little bit under my breath, and then I'll sprinkle the herbs onto him and um, then very carefully sort of uh, rub them into his scalp as I also rub sweat off of his poor face, okay. and I will reach out to the gods with a careful, mystical plea that he be better in the morning. All and right. I did pretty well. Whoa. Yes, yes, you did. Okay. So, you, you, you feel your magic wash into him. You feel the god. You feel uh. The 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 you see you feel the power of de of uh, of deity. Come in and uh, and uh, and start setting things right. You know, you personally, uh, Martine, know that you just made a difference. I uh, look back and I, I put one hand uh, supportively on the the shoulder of of the the poor, worried to soon be grieving woman, and I I, I say I, I believe he will make it. While she, that she, was... she's like, really, y you think so? 
I, I believe so. He's strong. He, he, and he is strong, and God is generous. I believe he will make it. I, I tap her a couple times on the shoulder gently, and then I'll quietly leave the room for her to consider and be with her lover. She, uh, she kind of leads you out. She shuts the door. You can give us feedback and comments on our website, therpgacademy.com. You can listen to previous podcasts on our website and subscribe to new ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a table topic, we'd love to hear it. Email us at podcast at therpgacademy.com or connect with us. We're on Twitter at The RPG Academy. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash The RPG Academy. We also have a Google Plus page, The RPG Academy. As always, thanks for listening. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.